0: All right, gentlemen, episode 28, I believe. Right around um, there. Was 28 last week? I think
1: 28 was last week. That'd make this We're getting close to that 35 upper, mark. Upper, 29. Episode
0: yeah. upper 20. Episode upper 20? Yeah, 29 ish. <laughs> uh, quick update website, I think, is launching this week. I need to check with uh, the man doing it. but And then, so all of you who do fantasy football, that stuff will be out first. And then next Wednesday. Probably during the day I'll do it. Uh, we'll be doing a, and I'll get it up before Thursday's game, DraftKings, advice, lineups, predictions. So that will be out next week. I need it. Sweet. And <laughs> yeah. Also, if you're on YouTube, be sure to subscribe. If you're on YouTube and you want to listen to our voices and not see our faces, we're on Apple and Spotify. Apple and Spotify, and you want to see our faces, we are on YouTube, and make sure you subscribe. Another news: if you need new cornhole bags, Mazer Cornhole five percent off. Use code three star. No spaces. New, new no spaces. The three is spelled out. T H R E E S T A R. Get your five percent on your cornhole bags
2: goal
0: you knew it was coming didn't you (laughs) You say there's a goal behind you and he is itching to call it right now
2: (laughs) all right so let's get
0: started and i think i know where you all want to start my night prior to being here i did my daily or my weekly obligation i went and played in golf league i believe was it last episode we talked about or two episodes ago. We talked about the dick uh, butter, right? Le dick. <laughs> okay.
2: <clears throat>
0: so the gentleman who had it, he uh, he was on vacation last week, so it stayed in his possession. It didn't didn't have the opportunity to change hands. Again, to obtain this, you have to have the highest net score.
3: Taylor would just try to get it and then just go on vacation. <laughs> <laughs>
0: That's brutal so he's back this week and we actually played with them so I took pictures I couldn't wait to see okay first of all before I get into some of these stories I did realize while playing today it doesn't matter how you talk about that everything you mention in reference to that sounds... Dirty.
1: Okay. I'll, I'll yeah. golf. That's how golf is <laughs> in general.
0: I mean, the guy. Yeah, but now you're using a putter the shape of a dick. Right. And he hit like a five footer, and I was like, that was firm in the back, and I was like, oh man, come on.
4: Like it just, my head just goes there. You don't have a choice. It's yeah. just, it's there. You know, you sent us a picture, and I wanted to say it looks toe heavy, but I guess it looks pretty tip heavy. <laughs>
0: <laughs> See, there it is. You just, you can't avoid it. Everything he did, he's like, oh, I hit that one firm. I'm like, uh, yeah, he did. A little tippy. Yeah. So anyway, yikes! Yeah. Before we finalized, but it was it was interesting. He didn't putt as bad as I thought he would. He's probably all, also used to it.
3: I want to know if did you did you try to putt with it?
0: I, I hit two putts with it on the practice screen. <laughs> 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 I knew, he couldn't. Resist. To my surprise, it is made of brass. It's actually pretty good quality brass. It's a very heavy dick.
4: (laughs) Is there a discount code on the way for those?
0: (laughs) I'm probably not going to try to arrange that. (laughs) Okay. So he didn't putt that bad, but I think he's also used to using it. (laughs) I think he's had it for like six weeks. So league slow. So we went out and played. um, Scores probably. So Steve's had this putter for six weeks. You have to have the lowest, or the if you have the highest net, you get the dick putter. Okay. So, we started on 17. No, no, we started on 18 because there's always a backup on the tee. So, we played 18 first and came over to play 10. So, we played 18 first, went to 10. So, our last hole was 17. And at that point, Andy makes bogey. Steve's getting a stroke and the match is all square. And Steve's putting for, for par. So, even if he makes it or... Two pots. He's gonna stroke. He wins the match anyway. Because they we played eighteen. He already he he they tied eighteen. So I would have okay. put him one up, or it would have the match or something. It didn't matter either way. He won the hole. Would have the match. So we get in there, and he's like, "I had a net thirty eight. Did anybody have anything higher?" And Roop's like well, let me go check, and he came out, and he's like, uh, "I thought so, but someone had. Oh, he had 30, he had net thirty nine. He goes, nope, someone had net thirty eight, and I was like, wait a minute." Technically, we gave him that putt on 17 because it didn't matter for the match. So it didn't matter. Give him a four. <clears throat> I'm giving him the putt. It's league. Who cares? I want to see a whack off. <laughs> so because there was a tie, this is where the whack off comes in. So I proceeded You'll get a beer.
3: Nothing like a good old fashioned whack off. Yeah.
0: <laughs> when you get a beer, and they went and they picked a putt. The guy who tied him wasn't there. So they. Picked somebody they thought was equal value
2: <laughs>
0: to do it for him. I'm not sure this guy knows that next week, ta-da, you get the dick butter. It's like
4: elementary school flashbacks from dodgeball. Yeah, like, don't pick me. Yeah. So,
0: <laughs> Did the guy actually try? Well, here's here's what irritated me: the guy who subbed for him, I've played behind him two weeks in a row. You have you have to try to play golf that slow. He gets out there for this contest, and he, like, takes one practice stroke, steps over. I'm like, you haven't hit a shot that quick in your life. <laughs> so, he, this is probably a good, like, three-quarter pot across the green to a hole. If you roll it off the green, because the cup is near the edge, the rule is he had to, you either automatically get it, or if you have it, you roll it off the green. You have to keep it. So, this guy gets up and he he goes and hit the pot and he hits it off the tip. <laughs> he caught the pot off the tip of the dick. And this so thing way you went, have to use the dick pot yes, for the for the whack off. Right. Yes. That's only fair. Yeah. He hits this thing dead left and everyone's like, "Oh." And I look, I'm like, "What hole are they going at?" Because there was another hole like 6 feet left. I'm like, like, "Why, why would not they use
2: of
4: that other Why don't
0: why, why would they use a shorter <laughs> hole? Like, why won't we just and the guy who currently no longer has it. Steps up, hits it like 40 feet. I'm like, oh, that's the hole. <laughs> and he rolled it up there. ecstatic to no longer have to use the dick putter. But everything was like, yeah, anything you said, it like somehow related to this putter. I mean, we were shaking hands with the mattress over, and Andy said, you didn't touch your, you didn't touch your dick with a hand, did you? <laughs> <laughs> everything related to this, this whole putter. So if you'd like, remember, the, I have pictures. Though. I sent you guys pictures. Yeah. Yeah. In the video of the of the whack-off. <laughs>
2: yeah.
0: I can post the videos to Instagram or something, probably. Hopefully it doesn't get taken down, but if you want to see what a whack-off looks like with a dick putter, <laughs> I got you covered. I'm your guy. Oh, my. In addition, the guy who lost, I'm playing next week. So I get two weeks in a row Ooh. with said putter. Are you going to no. offer a switch? No. Not <laughs> a chance. You know how embarrassing it would be if I used it and beat all of them using the dick butter.
3: I wish you had it for Friday. Wait,
0: I just had an idea. <laughs> oh boy. <laughs> he said what? it and then
4: looked at me, so I'm already <laughs> out. <laughs> what if
0: I volunteer to use it? And I get to pick my my gross score. Okay. My gross score with it, I get to pick anybody whose net is higher than my gross score. <laughs> To get oh. it the following week.
4: They go stand along the wall, just like elementary school. <laughs> you get a dodgeball and you pick them that way. What do you guys think? That's a good idea.
0: I'll go volunteer up. to use it. It's league. I don't give it. I don't care. Yeah. And then whatever I shoot, if your net is higher than my gross,
3: mm-hmm.
0: I get to pick who gets to use the putter.
1: That's a good idea. Should I offer that up. Probably, probably. too. You probably got to do it soon, though, right? Because there can't be too many weeks left.
0: Yeah, I'll do it next Maybe I'll do it next week.
1: And he's already playing with the guy with the putter
0: yeah I'm going to play with him so I'll let Roop know he can inform them I like this idea I don't want really to think of this earlier but I'll use it they might put an end to the dick butter
3: are you saying this because you got somebody in mind already no you I already don't know hardly any of these guys <laughs> I don't
0: know any he's of already
1: them. got one target <laughs> I figured you had one of mine no <laughs> I don't the guy you played last week no no
0: I probably picked the guy who played in front of me the last two weeks <laughs> It's ridiculous. I mean, the plates, you have to try to play that slow.
3: I mean, he should be using it anyways. Right?
0: We're, we're on seventeen today, and the, his partner like hits a putt. He's only got, like six, seven feet. He hits the putt and rolls up next to the hole, and he stands there and just stares at it, and then he waddles to the hole, <laughs> and then he just stands there, and there's, he's not. Nobody's moving. Nobody's saying like motioning like pick it up. No one's picking the ball. I can see it through my rangefinder. This guy's got like a foot. So from the wind, wind must have been howling, yeah, waiting for it to blow in. From two hundred yards <laughs> elbow yelled, It's good. <laughs> <laughs> I gave him the putt.
4: So not to kill the uh Dick Putter talk, but it stays on golf. Kind of congratulations for you this weekend. You made some good money. I know you didn't win it in the end, but that was a good weekend for you. You win, old Dan. It was
0: uh I mean, yeah, it was a win to my book. The entire goal of that is cash. We made more money to everybody, so
1: the win. in.
4: That, that's what I'm saying. I mean. Yeah. He just wanted to hit the, <laughs> the button. The
0: that's he's all been, it was. He's been
1: sitting there like, he's what like, can, can I bring up so I can hit this button? <laughs> this guy. So, yeah.
0: I'll Potter update next week. I'll see if I can get
1: that in works. I like that idea. All
0: right. All right, we'll move on to real sports. And let's start with hockey. Because... <laughs> You and that TV have been fighting for the last half hour, so I'll let you start with hockey.
1: Your TV was pissing me off over the last hour.
2: Yeah.
1: Yeah, we got Dallas and uh, Colorado playing tonight. They're the only game tonight. Tied at (coughs) one. Excuse me. Uh, The only real big updates are Tampa Bay has eliminated Boston, so Tampa Bay is moving on to the Eastern Finals. And uh, the Islanders got smoked last night, right? Yep. They did, but there's, there's still bless <laughs> you. They're still up three to two on Philly, and uh, Vegas is up three two. Vegas is up three two on. I was thinking, <laughs> no, not. I was thinking there was another elimination, but there wasn't. So oh. Tampa Bay is the only team that's moved on so far. Somebody might have been Pierre Maguire, who I absolutely cannot stand. I mean, I don't know if the. So for the Eastern Conference Finals, are they going to Edmonton for that? I have no idea. Solid.
3: I just assume they're waiting until maybe they are.
1: Somebody said I mean, there's a good
3: chance the East is done.
1: Somebody said Tampa advanced and moves on to Edmonton, which makes me think that they're doing both the East no. and West in one spot. Western Finals in Edmonton. But I, I originally mean, thought it was just the Stanley Cup. I would say
3: now would be the time to do it. Right? You give them a little bit of. A series in the other – not the yeah. – I mean, ice is the same yeah. size. so I
0: think it would just be easier just to keep them where they're at. Maybe do the Stanley Cup in one spot.
3: Unless they've got certain – Well, they have to do that because you got yeah. an Eastern right. team. They're not going to go bubble to bubble for the seven <laughs> games.
1: <laughs> no. I mean, I'm sure – all in Edmonton. I'm,
3: I'm guessing it's probably easier to do it now because if they got a – I'm sure they've got TV deals because the Stanley Cup dates are mm-hmm. set already. Yep. So you don't want the other – you know, you don't – if they're playing in Edmonton, you want the East to end – like, two days prior, and then they got to travel the next day, get there, and then really they don't have a day to, like, practice or anything. So now might be the time to move them. And the East could potentially end before the West.
0: Yeah, because they don't wait, right? They just, they just go. They yeah. Just get it done. Yeah, yeah I,
1: I like that. Yeah, it, <laughs> would, it wouldn't be drastically. All, all of the three series are three to two. You want to make me a club thrower? <laughs> yeah, I'd love to. So I guess there's not as much of a hockey update as I was expecting. Just I, Tampa Bay's advanced.
4: Before I go to bartending, I was just thinking about this while we're trying to like make conversation about hockey. Is anybody else like feeling sort of burnt out right now like with every single sport hitting at it once it's like you need a full-time job to just sit and watch every sport. Um, I mean, you got all the baseball, all the mm-hmm. hockey, all the golf, all the everything, basketball when they play. You definitely
0: like, got to pick <laughs> like which I, I know what you're saying because I, I felt like yeah. that way, too. Like, as was excited it was for everything to come back, and I was like, oh, wow, everything's coming back yeah. at once. So. Like they should all just take, so that,
4: like, no Sunday games, just give everybody a day away from their <laughs> reprieve, and then you come back into the bubble again.
1: So, I I have been watching almost hockey. I've been watching hockey almost every night. I won't say almost every game, but at the NBA, I've watched zero of that. Baseball, once hockey started, i would just been watching hockey, so... I guess my answer's no only because I've been focused basically strictly on hockey and a little bit of golf on the weekends even though we've been golfing so I haven't even watched much of that so yeah I caught the we got home just in time to watch the tail end of that last week Yeah. so no not burned out cuz I'm focusing on hockey and I can't get burned out on that I can watch it every day Got a club
0: thrower coming my way <laughs> It's pineapple juice. It'll pineapple do. Juice. Don't, yeah. like, don't like pineapple. He's looks giving, like, he's giving it a sniff. I don't looks know what like that urine. Was
1: like. <laughs> I
3: don't
4: know what the sniff was for, but
1: <laughs> you can give it the sniff <laughs> test. It's been
0: room
4: temp for about three weeks. So <laughs> it's re- it's I guess re- the vodka will keep it. Thanks, sir. <laughs> yeah, vodka. There
1: are a lot of uh, trade rumors floating around the NHL now because the teams that are not still playing are allowed to make trades at the moment. Today, uh, St. Louis Blues, last year's Stanley Cup champions. Uh, dealt their backup goaltender Jake Allen to Montreal for some draft picks, which means Montreal now has like fifteen or sixteen million dollars tied up in their two goalies, which is yeah, that's got to get rid of one. Of them, right? Huge number. I don't, I don't think they can. Yeah, Carey Price, who is one of the better goalies in the league, he has one of the biggest contracts in the league too. It's it's almost it's almost big enough and takes him into such a. until he's almost forty. To the point where the contract's almost on. i say he's probably got
3: another six like or seven years left.
1: Make some pot committed, basically. Yeah. Gotcha. But then, uh, if you're that committed, I don't know why you go out and get Jake Allen right. as a $5 million backup. But Interesting. Just me. And clearly, that move for me is the Blues are clearing cap space because they have to resign their captain, Alex right. Petrangelo, who's a free agent. I don't think they want to let him walk. Yeah. Well, so I'd say that's the first step towards what, that. What do you think
3: about uh, went golfing with some college friends yesterday. And we were talking about Dallas. Obviously, like what they lost six three, game five. Mm-hmm. What do you think about the Dallas coach starting Bishop in that game? Um, Cadobin's been playing
1: very well. Yeah, that's a tough call. So, so Bishop Ben Bishop is traditionally Dallas' starting goaltender. He has been for a couple of years. He's been a Vesna finalist, not this year, but in prior years for the league's best goalie. He's been unfit to play, whatever that means. It, the NHL has given them this extra term, unfit to play, where they have to. They can be even less descriptive about injuries. It couldn't have been COVID-related because they haven't had any positive COVID tests. Right. It's so like it a mental have, thing? Like a burnout? or. No, I think right. I think they're just giving them this general injury category. They it used to be so non-specific when they would were able to say lower body versus upper body. And now mm-hmm. they've just taken it even a step towards more ridiculous with unfit to play. Yeah. But um, well, to your point, Ben Bishop has not played in this playoffs. Anton Kudobin has been playing and playing really well. So Bishop last game was able to play. I didn't even see who was playing in this. Is in. Yeah. So Ben Bishop went in and they got walloped. They gave up five goals never first period. Not very good goals. I don't think I think I would have rode Kudobin yeah. while was
3: playing well. I mean and his high powered offense that Colorado has, I you don't want to give them a spark. Dallas yeah. had a chance to close that series out. Yeah. And now you gave Colorado a spark and they scored six. Yep. And now, you know.
0: It's a confidence boost.
3: Yeah. Now they're, you know, if they win tonight, then you're going game seven.
1: So. so, every, so, Colorado and Dallas are still going. you got Philly and New York, and you've got Vegas and Vancouver. All of those series were 3-1. to one. They're all 3-2 now, right? So, they're all 3-2 to two now. 3-1 to one is still a mountain to overcome in hockey. But I would say Colorado has the best chance of doing it. Yeah. And, yeah, I don't. Why you would want to give them any spark right. by throwing yeah. a goalie and they're going to let in some beach balls. Beach but balls. <laughs> yeah. Of the five, I'd say four of them were probably like bad goals.
0: We have breaking news, gentlemen. It's got an ESPN alert. This is one of our topics tonight. The Bucks have signed Leonard Fournette. That was my choice. The Bucks, the Bucks. Tampa Bay Buccaneers.
1: You knew it had to be a choice. Yeah. Huh. All right, then. Another weapon down there. Yeah, sort of. <laughs> anyway,
0: we want just want to get right into that. Yeah, like,
4: let's go. Let's go into it. Don't they already have the ultimate weapon? Who's
0: that? Don't say it.
4: I don't want to say it. <laughs> oh, Mike Evans. I think he used to play at a number twelve. Correct. <laughs> I think <laughs> he still does.
2: Yeah. So, that's not, uh, he's not an ultimate. We'll talk weapon.
0: football. I, let's talk football. So I'll start with Fournette. And he got let go by Jacksonville, which is like, to me, it's just part of their dumpster fire of, right. let's just get rid of everybody want wants the number one pick. And they've made it pretty clear when they didn't make any efforts to to improve the team in the offseason to, I don't think, the, in the trade deadline last year. And they got rid of Bortles, and they did all – They yeah. got rid of
3: Foles. And they traded
0: all in on Minshew. Top and then,
3: defensive line this week as well. Right,
0: so. yes. And Minshew was – yeah, he's had good games and fun to watch, but – He's probably not your, uh, He could prove us wrong, he's not your, like, career, you know, 10-year quarterback on your team. So it's pretty clear they're just lobbying the tank to get a good pick. What I don't agree with is, I mean, Fournette has never, I mean, he had, a, what, one good year? Two?
3: Mm, I'd give him two, I guess.
0: Yeah. He's always,
3: he's always been a problem, though, in the locker room.
0: He's a, yeah, right. He's also been a problem with my fantasy team. That's why I didn't draft him last two years you heard it here first (laughs) so anyway what i don't agree with is if you're gonna just if you're gonna part ways with a guy and you're gonna let him go just let him go there's no need to taint his exit i guess is the best way to put it but i don't know if you saw doug marone's um quote somewhere here i have it he made a comment yeah he he said we, we basically said we tried to trade him. We couldn't get anything for him. We couldn't get a fifth. We couldn't get a sixth round pick. It's like, is that really necessary for you to throw that out there to the media? and Make a comment like well, just, just, just make it a yeah. st- standard comment. And be like, yeah, you know, we just thought it was time to move on, but for not.
3: So I'm always curious, like how that ha- how those negotiations really go, because if you go to a team and be like, hey, will you give us a fifth for this guy? That team knows if you don't give it to him, sooner or later they're probably releasing him. You know what I mean? He's yeah. going to be free soon.
0: That's That would be my he's, guess.
3: I mean, if you go to him and say, hey, we want a third, and then they come back and say, hey, we'll give you a fifth, then you'll take it. But if you just start the negotiation, how about a fifth? Yeah. I mean, at that point, I'm thinking yeah. you don't want him anyways. And everybody, the entire league knows that he's been a
4: problem in the locker room and they haven't gotten along. So
0: They said it wasn't performance-based. That was what the running back coach or offensive coordinator said this week.
4: Is uh, that as bad as your agent? Tweeting a picture of you with a sword <laughs> through your back?
0: No, not no. quite as bad. No,
3: I mean now they're starting running back as divine Azigbo.
0: So when I if was trying helps. to think of like where's where's some landing spots for Fournette, who needs a running back? And I was like, oh, the Jaguars.
2: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> <laughs> but Tampa I mean, was on that list. Washington. Washington needs a. Needs that was
0: probably my top landing.
3: Couple others I thought was Chicago and New England.
0: Yeah, New England's weird, though, because I could see New England because they just they go through running backs like underwear. They right. have, like, four or five guys in their uh, roster for running backs.
3: Way more than I my underwear.
0: <laughs> what do you got? <laughs> <laughs> that was good. I like it. <laughs> um, <clears throat> but, yeah, I mean, that's whatever. I don't I don't think Fernand ever lived up to the hype.
3: No. He was good, and maybe Jacksonville was a –
0: could have been the problem. It could have been the problem. He go to Tampa. he can go to Tampon Bay and yeah. I mean, Blossom. Who knows?
3: They never really had a passing game. Right. So and I it might, it might
0: help. I think I'm gonna break a few hearts here with these Tampa Bay fans. You can have Brady, he had his worst year ever last year. Um and you can have Gronk. I don't think Gronk's gonna see the playing time everyone thinks. Why? I'm so glad you asked. I'll get right into that. Um, They have three tight ends on their roster, and one of them they paid a boatload of money. Am I correct at the end of last year or beginning of this year?
3: Yeah, I wouldn't call it a boatload, but good money for a a tight end, a
0: decent amount. Not George Kittle money, but it's right. You paid a guy enough money that you're probably going to play him.
4: Right? Don't you think the chemistry plays into it though?
0: I think he's there more to mentor. I think he's going to see time, but I don't think you're going to see.
4: Yeah, you're not going to
0: see Gronk from New England dominate.
3: And they've only got. Two receivers, so he yeah. can go two tight end, so it's not probably really. more of a
0: blocking tight end. He's still gonna see time, but I don't think he's gonna see the volume of catches and targets. He
4: he can't I don't think he can go over the middle anymore. Well it's gonna be so obvious of when he comes on the field.
0: Oh he's a great I mean, decoy too.
4: That's true. But he's you get decoy. where I'm going to that too, is it's like he's it's kinda played out. You're gonna really stick him out there and yeah. try and throw to him over and, and over and over. I believe he, he lost quite a bit of weight.
0: He lost weight right after he so, retired the first time.
4: But yeah, if he goes across the middle,
3: obviously safety everybody know take his knees out. Mm-hmm.
4: Shouldn't take one. You know he 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 won't play every game this year. You say we taking prop bets no. on how long it <laughs> takes for an injury to come into play or uh, week three? That's kind of what I was thinking too. Yeah, well, week three, week one they're playing the Saints. Week one.
0: Ooh. Okay. All right, enough of the Buccaneers. We're going to talk about them enough on TV this year, so and it won't be worth it. Let's talk about this one. Caught my eye. This kind of irked me. I don't know. I guess all the details, but I think feel like I know enough of the details that it pissed me off. Alvin Kamara is technically holding out. Is this correct?
1: Yes. He, but I saw back. a tweet that said that he. He's back today. Was he? Yeah.
0: Okay. I'm still gonna still gonna dance on this topic. I am tired of athletes, especially in football, holding out for more money.
3: But if everyone else is doing it and you're a top five running back in the league, I, I mean, I don't agree with it, but everybody else is doing it and getting more money.
0: It's kind of hard to ask for more money and hold out when you had a shitty year last year. He did not produce last year.
3: But he's still probably a top five running back in the league. It's
0: questionable. It's questionable.
4: Explain to me, and I have the stats right in front of me. You say, did not produce. <laughs> Elaborate. What do you
0: have? So what were his two th- What do you have last year for uh, games played? had injury issues, I believe. He had
4: 14 games played.
0: So that makes it worse because he really didn't produce. So what do you have for rushing yards? 800. That's really not producing. What well, do you have for catches? W- w-
4: according to his standards, it's not far off. He's yeah, but got what 700, 883, and 800.
0: Yeah, but he's more of an out-of-the-backfield catch-the-ball-and-run.
4: Okay, well, I guess I see where you're going because with the rushing touchdowns, he went eight the first year, 14, only five last year. But then when we go to receiving production, he's got he had 700 in 2018 and 533 in 2019. How many catches did he have? 81 both seasons. You didn't have a great year last year. And I think I mean, anybody I, that. I see what you're saying, but it seems you've only got 16 games. It only takes a couple of plays where you bobble a ball, or a couple of plays where you get the safety has already moved in on you and you, you, they squish your yardages and you don't, you don't make a good run. I,
0: I'm basing a on. lot of mine off from. I know last year in football season we did a lot of daily fantasy, the guy never produced. Feel like he was never like he was one. He was he was never like a top running back for the week.
3: So McCaffrey's worth the money, then you say? Yeah. Kamara has more touchdowns and more yards per rush than McCaffrey.
0: Yeah, but how many touches is McCaffrey getting?
4: Over what time span? Since i have been in the league, they came in the same time. He had ninety-seven targets last year.
1: So you're taking so, what did McCaffrey have? I'm though? still taking McCaffrey, taking Kamara, but Kamara's
3: McCaffrey. asking for less money than McCaffrey. How do you want McCaffrey money? So I, I read he he wants less than McCaffrey got. And that's why he came back today, because they said they're open to get the deal done.
0: So even if his production is not as bad as I, I think it is, it's still hard to hold out when you're, you've had an off year compared to your other years.
3: Right. And we got to remember what Michael Thomas said, what, 156 catches or whatever last year? That yeah, takes I, a lot, away I, a lot of I, touches. <clears throat>
4: I see yeah, where you're going, I just I don't know if it holds up when you look at just raw statistics. I think if you were to look at the games and watch the play, maybe it would hold up because there were opportunities. But then when you look at it on paper, it might not look as good, if that makes sense. It's just like you can watch, an, like if we take it to golf, which we're all the most familiar with, you can watch a really good-looking 72 and a really bad 72. Right. right. I mean, I think that's the way that this shapes up too, where his stats might not be as bad as you thought they were.
0: I just feel like he wasn't worth it. Like he just, I didn't feel like he did enough last year to warrant. I'm going to hold out. So what's so what's the comparison, to McCaffrey? I'm confused there
3: So since they've been in the league, Kamara has more touchdowns and more yards per rush than McCaffrey. I don't, but,
1: I don't like the yards per rush. So I would have to. I would have to look at their whole career stats to. Yeah. to right, and McCaffrey's definitely
3: that. obviously got the more receiving because, yards and stuff because he had what 100 and some catches two years ago.
1: So that could be McCaffrey having a slow rookie year where he got into the game and got four touches, and therefore when you compare that season to Kamara, but then the next couple of years,
3: yeah, he's a beast. I mean, yeah, the last two years, McCaffrey has been all that Carolina's
4: had. Yes. So. Yeah.
1: So I, I don't love that stat when they wrap in their, their I, rookie years when you don't know.
4: I always think football stats are they are great. Every stat's good, but. It's so hard when you've got 16 games to work with. You have, you wake up on a Sunday, you feel a little bit off, and they hand you the football seven times in the game. That might screw up the rest of the way your season looks. You know what I mean? It's like, mm-hmm. it's not like even baseball this season. It's the most squished up season they've ever had. They've got 60 games to work with. You, you're gonna have some on days and some off days. It's not right. 16.
1: Because you look at McCaffrey's rookie year. He only had 117 rushing attempts and 435 yards, which that's a rookie year, right? Yeah. Take it or leave it. The next year he had two yards shy of 1,100, and then last year he had almost 1,400 yards. Nice. So if you take their rookie years out to when they're the full-time starter, those numbers are probably big time in McCaffrey's favor. And that year-over-year, year, that forecasting yeah. of what he's going to do
4: is important too. Right. Does that,
3: does that have total touches in it? Well, you can add, obviously add rushes and so I have. Together. I have stats right here. I'm just curious what their touches are.
0: So last year, McCaffrey, McCaffrey had 1,387 rush yards, 15 rush touchdowns. He was thrown at 142 times, 116 catches, had over a thousand yards receiving with four receiving touchdowns. Yeah. And then Kamara had based on those same stats. See, I just don't even have him right here. So Kamara only played he played two less games. He had he only had 171 rushing attempts compared to the 287 that McCaffrey had. So probably what you're saying is the touches was like he's in the rookie year. And then uh rushing yards, he had 797 and rush touchdowns, he had five compared to McCaffrey's 15. He was only thrown at 97 times compared to 142, and he had 81 catches for 533. He almost had 500 less receiving yards last year. So when you're comparing that, because that's where I'm – the the quote or the statement I read was he was looking for McCaffrey money. You are saying there was something – you
1: saw something where he said he wanted less.
3: Yeah, said he was asking for less, so –
1: I just, I'm gonna sound like a broken record here, but ignoring all stats, the guy, he's going into the four, his fourth year on his contract, his rookie contract. You you still have a contract that you signed. Yes, that's where I'm going. with He's him. scheduled to make a little over two million dollars this year. It's not like he's making chump change. Like, just shut up and play out the last year of your contract. And if you have a, if you think you're worth more, go out and have a monster year. And then if you want to hold out next year when you're a free agent, then do that. So yeah. be it.
3: I agree, but, but I, I think that everyone else is doing it, so why don't I hold out and get more money? Yeah. If it's working because, for everybody else. Because we
0: don't have owners with balls, that's why. Well, right. It's so going to take one owner to say. It comes back to
3: the owners or the GMs. Not, if they would just say, we're not giving you the money, yeah. okay, hold out, we're not paying you more.
0: And this is where this is the other problem is, this is where the players' union it holds too much power, in my opinion. Yeah. Because they'll well, hold out, and the players' union will back them up on right. this.
3: And yeah. every, every time you see it, and obviously Le'Veon, Got less than. Oh, I have his we name written down about. here too. But with his contract, but right, he held out and got a decent amount and hasn't done anything with the Jets. Right. Yeah. But
1: and and now whenever I hear Le'Veon Bell's name because of that whole situation, I think he's a privileged thinks he's a privileged asshole. Right. And I have a very tarnished view of him. Yeah. Correct.
3: And and I think the bit, I don't think I think Kamara's holding out, but I think he would ended up playing this year. Obviously, Le'Veon was totally different, and he's like, I'm just not playing
1: at all. Yeah, well, you still had a date you had to report. You have a contract for over $2 million and you didn't show up. Tell you what, that's, they can hold
0: out all they want. These guys want to hold out? We'll do that. And then owners can GMs can go in and renegotiate contracts, give them the money they think they deserve. So, But when they don't live up to their standards, can I pay them less? That's what right. I was just
1: going to say. Why can't a GM do that then, do the opposite? Say, hey, you didn't, you didn't perform this year. Like next season based. I'm next season I'm going to pay you half of what the contract Yeah, worth.
4: a quota-based contract, right?
3: Yeah. Right.
1: That's the trade-off.
3: And we talk about that a lot in golf, right? You've got to play well to make money. Exactly. It's your earnings. Obviously you're getting sponsorships and stuff, but on on the field. I mean, even your sponsorships
0: are a reflection of how you're playing. Right.
3: But right, you got to you have yeah. to play well in order to make
0: money. And you mentioned Le'Veon Bell. I had his stuff written down here too. There was there's chatter that there well there was a tweet that went out, right? From Gase or whatever, or a quote. Yeah. And there was some chatter back and forth. And they, like you said, that guy's got no room to talk. You have not lived up to the mm-hmm. the pedestal you put yourself on to try to get this giant contract. And the rumor is, is he looks like shit right now in camp.
3: Yeah. And when you sign a four-year deal, and after a year, they're trying to get, they were trying to get him out of there in the middle of last year. It's a deadline.
0: Yeah. Which is weird. Yeah, and they were. And he actually, his, would, his best production was the second half of the year.
3: I would love to know... Like and obviously we talk about this all the time. We'll never know. I would love to know what other teams gave him contracts and why he. Why did you choose the Jets? What made you? Was it because you thought Darnold was going to be the man? And I'm,
1: I'm making I'm making the assumption the Jets offered him the most money because you were the asshole that held out for right. money. But all he cared about was money, not football. Yeah. So my guess is he went to the place that offered. You
0: want some Le'Veon Bell stats and, from last year?
1: Yeah, hold
3: on. and I assume. Like, going to New York, you're like, oh, I'm in a big market. They can market me, but it's not like you. It's definitely not. Darnold's a much bigger name exactly, and that, on that team than he
0: is. And so. Yeah. So, last year, Le'Veon Bell, he had 245 attempts compared to 171 Kamara had. He had 789 yards compared to 797. He had three rushing touchdowns. He had 78 targets for 66 receptions and one receiving touchdown. So numbers aren't that much better than, or worse than Kamara. Right.
2: Goal. <laughs> Sorry. He beats to it.
3: I, I was waiting. <laughs> I figured somebody was going. I don't know out. why. I looked up and I was like, I feel like
4: there's about
0: to be a goal <laughs> right now. <laughs> Everyone like tractor beamed into the. more <laughs> <laughs> we we're just rambling off stats.
1: It's a Colorado Avalanche goal, by the way. So they're up two to one on Dallas. Um.
0: They're saying Frank Gore is outworking him in camp right now. <laughs>
4: I mean, does that surprise you? No, me? it doesn't,
0: but <laughs> I think it's – I mean, like Frank Gore, I mean
4: – That's exciting.
1: Will, <laughs> that that yeah. just
0: reflects like that. more shock that Gore came back to play another year. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
1: yeah. To me, that's just a reflection on Bell, this whole thing. You're holding out, and then you show up not even in shape after you cry that you deserve the money. Right. You clearly what, you clearly don't.
3: What's he getting? 16 a year, something like that? 13?
1: 13. 13.
0: I think it's thirteen. And
4: McCaffrey got—I forget what McCaffrey's contract was. We were just talking about chump change, and you said two million dollars. Thirteen million seems pretty good. So mm-hmm. I don't even know why it's a debate. Unlike yeah, but
0: that's a renegotiated. He turned down. Yeah,
4: he turned down like the franchise tag, which would have gave. Something.
0: Yeah, he turned down money and ended up taking less. Yeah, check check what McCaffrey's contract was. I think the franchise tag was fourteen. He got thirteen. So,
3: so I think sixteen. McCaffrey's sixteen.
0: So would you pay him an extra three million dollars over Le'Veon Bell?
3: No, well that's what I'm saying. Like, does yeah. Kamara go and say, "Look at Le'Veon got 13, I deserve more than him." That's a
0: great comparison, sure, right? Yeah, absolutely.
3: So then, what are you going to give him, 14 or 15? And then, this you is know, probably obvious, but
4: I know that it's important to clarify that that 16 million is per year for a four year, 64 yeah. million dollars. Yeah. Yeah. There's yeah. no chump yeah. change involved in any of these contracts.
1: My goodness, you squeak! Bless you. Yeah. Huh? Barking, That's how you feel about that spiders down here. I <laughs> yeah, got those cleaned up. So get an exterminator your, in next week. To answer your question, if I'm the GM, I say go out this season and put up McCaffrey type numbers and then I'll pay you like McCaffrey. Yep. Right. I, I don't know. I've just I, I get sick of this. You got a you you've you've got a contract. Got a Mr. Deeds to your job.
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> I ain't playing it down unless you give me more money. punches <laughs> <laughs> him. Well, can I pay you less? Well that doesn't sound fair. <laughs> <laughs> he calls his mom. <laughs> That's the best approach. Uh, one more football note. Josh Gordon sold his Super Bowl ring.
1: Yep. On eBay?
0: At an auction. An auction sports somewhere.
1: auction.
0: $138,000. Yep. So he won a ring when 2018 with the
4: Patriots. Kind The of. best I can do is 68000 <laughs> yeah. Some Pawn <pond> Star <laughs> shit. <laughs> I'm going to call it an expert on this. Yeah.
0: Look well, at hold my friend. He does yeah. Super Bowl rings.
3: I don't get why this is always news now, like when they sell them.
0: So this is why I'm bringing it up. Would you guys sell your ring? If you, if you, if it, if you had a championship ring, would you sell it?
4: No. Did, did I play? Or was I
1: he, on the team? He
4: did not play. He played, what, four or five
3: games played, with the Patriots that year? He played 12 games. okay.
1: Split time, yeah. The 12 games, the regular season, and then he was suspended in the playoffs. So he didn't play any playoff games.
3: But because he played – I I forget what it is. You play a certain number of games with the team. Because it happens in baseball all the time, right? It Guy gets traded at the deadline, but he played so many times. He played so many games. So many games, he got a ring, too.
0: So he had 41, 41 catches, 737 yards, and four
4: touchdowns yeah. with New England that year. That's worthy of a ring. <laughs> I'm not a football yeah. expert, but yeah. that's worthy of oh, yeah. a ring. I have no
3: issue getting him, him getting a ring. Yeah. yeah, but everybody's selling them now. If who knows why he's selling it, but yeah. So I,
2: you know
0: who's not? Go ahead.
1: No, now we're in suspense. <laughs>
0: no, go ahead. I oh, want to hear your fun okay.
1: fact. It's not a fun fact. It was just my opinion. No, I. We don't know everybody's personal situation. Josh Gordon has been in a lot of off the field issues. It's expensive for weed, weed, yeah, probably expensive. Um, he we don't know about any comments there. No, okay. his off the field issues are noted for all we know. He's had so many legal bills and things of that nature that we see these guys that make a good chunk of money, and he may not have a lot of it left. So maybe he needs some cash That's in his true. pocket. So to answer the question, what I sell mine, I, I can't answer that because that would all depend on my personal situation at the time. If Josh Gordon feels, well, A, he probably feels like he didn't really earn that ring because he didn't play in the playoffs. Right. So he probably doesn't feel super tied to might it. Might factor into my decision but yep And he, quite frankly, might just be in a situation where the money is more valuable to him than the actual ring. So... I'm not going to judge somebody for selling one of these rings.
3: Right, and you're, even though you have the ring or you don't have it, you're still a Super Bowl winner.
4: Yes. I have a hot take here, I think. Is he married? To marijuana. <laughs> yeah, I don't to think. To a female?
0: Uh, Mary Jane. Okay,
4: perfect. <laughs> My hot take was, uh, would the Super Bowl ring be worth it? You guys keep calling me daddy. <laughs> I'm at the bar and I'm wearing a Super Bowl ring, it's worth <laughs> more than money. <laughs> it's worth more. Did uh, you buy a Super Bowl
2: ring? <laughs> yeah. No, but I
4: might be in the market. <laughs> mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> which, you're saying you'd use your Super Bowl ring for leverage and advantage. No, okay. Exactly don't call
4: it advantage. That makes it sound bad. Almost worse than dick putter talk.
0: <laughs> Andy Reid said he's only going to wear his to special occasions or if he wants a free cheeseburger. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds accurate.
1: <laughs> I mean, uh, it's, so a quick Google search as of November twelfth of last year, Josh Gordon was not married and does not seem to be in a relationship. Keep the ring, bro.
2: Yeah, yeah Ooh, but it's oh, Josh, oh, he's Josh Gordon. Oops, I dropped
1: a hundred grand on the floor.
4: That's <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> true too. So then why does he need the money if it's only worth a hundred grand? Think about that. That thing's clinking on everything. It's just probably a pain in the ass to wear around.
0: I don't know. If I Have you a, seen
3: how big those things are?
0: If I played a full season with a team and one, I'd probably. Just hang on to it. But he didn't play full season. I know. I'm sure that factors in the decision, but. <laughs>
3: I mean, similar, right? Either way. That's why, like, what, Ohio State players got in trouble for selling their stuff. A few football players got.
0: Like, uh, closed and stuff. Yeah, right? like. So, they did it in North Carolina, and, and, too. That's a
1: different app. <laughs>
3: yeah. Because so there's some so Jordan stuff that was. Right. I mean, after you get out of school, I guess you can. But in school, maybe not sell it then. But either way,
1: I feel like you're. If, I don't see the link to what you're talking about if, with these colleges. If, if they
3: come out of college and they're, you know, they, they're getting, you know, $500,000 a year, obviously that's good money, but, and they're like, hey, I need a couple, another 100000 or something, like, I can sell my stuff that I got at Ohio State. It's yeah. just, you're right, it's a, it's a financial situation they're
0: in. If they're struggling with five hundred grand i will take it, I'll live just fine.
3: I mean, there's, there's a lot of athletes that do struggle. There's an oh, athlete so. with a few million.
4: Oh, well, yeah, so. it's yeah. Never so. mind. You can use the Dana White quote here. Do you remember the one I sent you? The cocaine isn't cheap.
0: Cocaine is cheap. No. It really isn't. <laughs> <laughs>
4: he was right though. The De La Hoya. Yeah.
0: Absolutely right. All right, we'll move on. Let's move on to some golf. Yeah. The Tour Championship this week. Um, like you said earlier, we didn't. We missed a lot of the golf last week. Mm-hmm. We got back here in time to watch the ending.
1: Absurd. I didn't watch any of it.
0: Did you see the ending?
1: I mean, I saw the highlights. general, what happened, yes. I okay. Yeah.
0: So, yeah, Dustin Johnson rolls in a double-breaking 40-footer. <clears throat> Rom rolls in a <clears throat> bomb of a 66-footer to win the playoff. Mm-hmm. I mean, it was exciting. It didn't really change. It didn't change at all.
1: Didn't change anything for the impact of this week, I don't think. Right. Yeah. I mean, at the time, it had to be pretty exciting, though. You win, you roll that in the playoff to win the tournament and become number one in the world. And you happen to be playing against the guy in the playoff that you were taking over number one in the world.
0: Yeah. He didn't get to number one, though, did he? All I think right. he's still, I think he's number two right now.
4: No, they gave, he's got number one again. Yeah. Yeah, John so tight. Oh. He was already number one. Then DJ took it, and now he's back there. Oh, I thought JT I, had it. Yeah, JT had it for a week.
0: And then Dustin yeah. had it. I can pull it up and yeah, double check
1: that. But yeah. I, I, they, they said that. I read that somewhere. Yeah, cause I, thought, really...
3: I thought they said if, I thought I heard something that if Rom won and DJ finished top three, then DJ kept it. But maybe not. Interesting. Or maybe that was the FedEx Cup.
0: So we talked a little bit on a golf course Saturday about them playing Olympia Fields and the stuff. Scores were lower than weekend. Where the weekend yeah. some guys still struggled. So, my only hang up with that place, what's his world ranking?
4: They still have DJ as number one and John Rom, number two. JT is number okay. three. Okay. Uh, whatever
1: headline I saw had that incorrect. Huh? We let them know that. I will. You better step correct next time.
4: Three stars got it.
1: Yeah. I
0: think
4: we got a stat man.
1: Um,
0: so, anyway, we talked a little bit Saturday while we were playing about them playing Olympia Fields. I wasn't a huge fan of their course setup Friday and Saturday or Thursday, and Friday, and my logic behind that is you're taking thirty guys into this week out of the seventy that were there. Those thirty guys are going to play for that, you know that that all that money. I I found the course setup made it extremely hard for a guy to try to be aggressive and make a run. Am I, does that make sense? Might yeah. It's and, tough to make a run on that when. You're basically, like, trying to just make par Thursday
4: and Friday. At the same time, no one can run away from you, though.
0: Yeah, but, it, that, I mean, those top 70, those everything's so crammed, right? So the only way you're probably going to get into that top 30 is if you have a great week. And probably most of those guys from, I'm going to say, 50 through 70 probably needed a top five or top three. Tigerford needed to finish T4, and he was 56. Right. He needed to finish T4.
4: Yeah, we still saw all of his shots. <laughs> I, I, there's what, my broken record moment. Which I'm you saying. should have. You should have. Okay. So
0: my, my <laughs> disappointment with the, I mean the course was set up like a U.S. Open, whatever, it's Olympia Fields. Take pride in holding the U.S. Open. I just wish that the course, I'm not saying it had to be a cakewalk, but make it fair enough where a guy could try to be aggressive, try to make a run. I want to see a guy go out. If he shoots 61, great story. Right. Guy goes out and shoots 62, 61, climbs the lead board, wins. He was fifty or sixty, whether it be Tiger or anybody else, and now he's playing this week. That's a good story.
3: You guys think it's better, Russ? I know I think we've talked about this before, but and Russ brought it up again Saturday or Sunday we were playing. If you know top one twenty five make playoffs, but then top seventy in that in that event, move on. Yes.
1: Two events. So So Uh, the same number of events currently. So when they, when they first start the playoffs and they have 125 guys, yep. to me, leading up to throughout the season to that point, you cut it off at 125, and then you have the first playoff tournament, right?
0: That cuts down that, to 70, right?
1: Right. But what I, what I would rather see is you have the 125, you throw the points out the window. In that tournament, whoever finishes top 70 in that tournament advances. Ooh. I see how and that works, yeah. And then next, the next tournament, you have 70 guys. In that tournament and that tournament only – Whoever finishes top thirty in that tournament advances, or yeah, wins, you, right? Because think about guys huh. like or wins. If you take top
0: right. thirty, and whoever wins, right?
1: Right. Yeah. And then in top thirty, whoever wins,
3: wins it.
0: Because think about Leishman, like throwing a worm in a chicken what, bar. Leishman
3: shot what thirty over this week, and he's in the tour championship.
4: So what you're saying is you're basically once you're in the door, the points become irrelevant. You win your tournaments instead of it being like it's the it's the Coca-Cola mm-hmm. Championship. Dustin's <clears> obviously in the lead for points, but if he doesn't win it, he doesn't. Right, it. it should just be whoever wins this week right. gets it. Right, because the guy in thirtieth place has no chance. It's just not even correct, mathematically possible. Yes. Yeah, he could win this tournament and then DJ still hoists the yeah. trophy yeah. in yeah. the FedEx Cup. Yeah, I
1: like that. I like I, that too. I mean, I get it that it's a season long race, but all other—I know this isn't a team into sport, the but all other team sports, like we're watching hockey right now, the standings for the season. Get you into the playoffs. Once you're I in don't. the playoffs, it's a clean slate, right? You win, you move on.
3: Boston was the best team in hockey this year, and they're sitting at home. They're gone.
0: Which brings me to my next point with this whole setup. Do you guys like the current setup? Because I don't. I don't. It's it to me. It's a two two man race. Yeah, it turns into it's, it's oh, Rom you, versus DJ. You mean
1: the oh okay the pre start with the right, right. yeah. So and I yes. I so in so in this tournament. Yeah, so DJ's got 10 strokes, right? He's 10 under. And the points are out the window. So whoever finishes, whoever wins this tournament wins. Wins the FedEx Cup. right? Yeah, and I would say it's a five-horse race down to Shoffley, who's, I believe, starting at five under. So in my opinion, yeah, there's only five guys that realistically can win. And no, I do not like it.
0: I don't either. And for the simple fact of, like you just said, I get it's a season-long thing. Okay, well, if that's season-long... Then that's the FedEx Cup. It's based off you know how you can finish. I still think you should be able to win a tour championship and not win the FedEx Cup right, it's which, still you've still earned a spot in the fed, in a Tour championship so that guy who's 30th has every right in my opinion to go out and earn that win that Tour championship which yes. some have considered the fifth major or sixth major whatever right. it's still a very prestigious event to get into because it's only 30 guys. To basically tell a guy like a Billy Horschel is going to start out even par this week and has probably no chance of coming back and winning, right? That sucks. Correct. Yeah.
3: To to me, you might get a guy starting at four under that might have a chance.
0: Maybe. Like maybe they got to go low.
3: Right. I don't know if it's because we got
0: somebody who's got like half a brain and can't figure out the points at the end, or like, well, just just pre-start them.
3: I mean, DJ right? DJ shot ten over last year in the Tour Championship, so (laughs) there's. Yeah. He also started like. I think he started like two under. So he probably he's probably thinking right same thing. I have no chance to get up there. Like so I'm the, just gonna be aggressive right. if I if I don't play well. It right, he's still he probably still made yeah. two hundred thousand dollars that weekend. And not not that it matters for him, but everyone who makes a tour championship, they all get into the four majors the next year. So there's there's a lot of award getting to get to, to that get, thirty. If you get to that top thirty.
0: And did you, they bump that because they changed the
3: no, it, it's always been like that. If you if you make tour championship, you get you're you're in all four
4: majors.
0: I just think it's here. stupid. I just don't. I think it did uh, you
4: know, the unpopular yeah. opinion. I don't even think it counts as. It's definitely not the fifth major. If no, you're going to call it a fifth major, to it's that. the players. It, it, yeah, it's the maybe players. the sixth, but it that. just it's such a weird format that it's,
0: it's just one of those tournaments they've always talked about. Do you consider it a major? Because
4: you get someone that's a journeyman that plays. 30 tournaments a year. I mean, he plays every one he's eligible for. He's just racking up points. Then if Tiger plays 15, he doesn't play that well. He might not have that good of a chance to get into it. Is that really, you calling that a major when the guys that might have not made an effort thinking about the the championship at the end? I mean, It's not NASCAR where every race counts and everybody's at every race. mm -hmm. You pick the tournaments you're playing, and if you're not picking the ones that have the points, you might not be thinking about that because you want the green jacket. You want the U.S. Open. You might not be there for the championship because you had other plans. And your, can he you count it as a major? No, no.
0: It'll always so. be an argument. Some people, but yeah, no, my personal opinion, absolutely not. Neither is Sawgrass, so you'd have to retro.
4: I, I give it like a half.
0: Yeah, it's still a prestigious You've event.
4: You've got Sawgrass, the, one of the but. best fields, but is it a major?
2: Right, and probably not.
4: Before we get too far from the DJ and ROM thing, I, when we were watching it on your couch, I wrote this note down immediately because they. Uh, Congratulations, John Rahm, on a, his fifth win. He's 25 years old. And they said, uh, John Rahm has acknowledged his past emotional shortcomings and has quickly overcame them.
0: Uh, I don't know that, when it, that was, but it really struck
4: me. So I said, Do you not recall two weeks ago when he yelled at a cameraman and then walked across the green to block his camera shot? stood with his arms across his chest. Right in front of the camera so they couldn't get a shot of the people putting out. Would you call that uh, being past that. your past emotional? I, up. I didn't see that one. I believe that was the PGA Championship.
0: He did it at the PGA
4: Championship? I Ch- believe so, if not the week after. But yes, he most certainly did that. Would you call that personal growth? <laughs> <laughs>
3: <laughs> well, he didn't. he didn't throw a tantrum. He just crossed his arms.
4: After, he did yell at the camera guy. It was like, why are you moving? Well, I'm about to hit. Well, in a Spanish accent, but yeah.
0: <laughs> Most of those cameras, like,
1: don't really move. Like, Bryson. Huh. Hey. No, I, I had not seen that. I'm going to look that up. I, I agree with everything you're saying, but I I did not see that scenario. Hmm.
0: So, yeah, I'm lobbying. Change the tour championship back. Let that guy, let the yeah. top 30 guys.
3: Like, like- Three years ago, whatever, whatever you want to call it, three years. The year Tiger won it. Yeah. Like him and Rose were like, Rose had to, I believe he had to birdie 18. If not, Tiger would have won the whole thing. Like it was going back and forth.
0: I'm curious too. Let's say Horschel goes out, plays well this week, right?
3: Anyway, he's got to shoot 15. Because then they do, under.
0: then they, uh, I think it might have been the first year they did it. Somebody shot like, Way lower than the guy who actually won, but the guy that won had like ten shots. He didn't actually play that well that week. I'm curious. I'll, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna try to look this up after the tour championship this weekend. I'm curious of what, like, what these guys shoot each day, and where it actually would have put them, as opposed to like, excuse me, them getting like pre pre listed or basically. I like,
3: c- I could not. I was, so I was trying to look to compare yeah. obviously this year to last year because Rory won it last year. I was trying to compare, and I could not find like what they started at. I didn't. I didn't do a ton of research. I spent like three, four minutes looking, but it was. It was. It didn't like. I wish it said it because I think Rory finished like eighteen under, but I don't know. I don't know what he. I don't know where he was even going into the week. I don't know if he was leading the FedEx Cup at that point. So did he he get ten? I don't know what.
0: I would be willing to bet he was like top three, four, right. So I'd be, I'd, be,
3: I'd be curious where the – because I was trying to figure out who made the biggest jump last year, where they finished.
0: My homework this week. I will get back to you guys next week. I will tell you who actually won the tournament based on what they shot. That's my goal. I'm do some – little experiment. I,
3: I, I'm guessing you could. I was trying to look and
0: – They post the scores.
3: Yeah. I was trying to look at my phone, and I couldn't get through the... Yeah. All I could see was the fourth-round score. <clears throat> so Rory shot four under round four, so that's all I knew. Tiger does have the record 23 under in the Tour Championship. Yeah, in 2007, 2007. he shot 28
4: on the front nine.
3: Yeah. Shot
4: that boy didn't have to look that one up. Is that good? <laughs> Is <laughs> that Wait, like, what's par again?
0: <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. So while we're talking about... Poor policies, poor setups. Um, I want to talk about we last week, one of you guys' stars was Sophia Popoff. Was it you? I, I think it was you. So I'm not sure if you read this story yet. I'm just going to preface this by saying it's, to me, in my opinion, it's absolutely embarrassing for the LPGA Tour. Mm-hmm. A tour that is struggling to, one, get sponsorships, to get money into tournaments. Uh, a a tour that has cut events, one being locally right here because they were not getting the money they did. They don't get the TV time. They don't get the attention. My theory on all this too is part of the reason is the LPGA tour, this is nothing against women. They get their superstar. Their superstar leaves. Annika left. You had Lorraine Ochoa who decided I'm just going to walk away from the game because I'm going to have family. I'm going to have kids. So I think women's lives go a different direction than men. So the LPGA has lost some of their stars over the last couple of years or a few years. So that's part of the reason I think they don't have that star in, per se. So the most attention, in my opinion, this tour has gotten in the last few years was Sophia and the great, great story of her going out. A month ago she was caddying and now she's winning the Open Championship. And her assumption was... If you win the open, you get five year exemption on the LPGA tour. Do you know the story yet?
4: I think I know where you're going with this. Yeah.
0: <clears throat> so if you win the the major, you get the five years. She was ex- she was informed I think the next day that she would be not be getting the five years. She would only be getting the rest of this year and all of next year because she missed exemption on the LPGA tour at qualifying school by one shot. So she technically technically she was not a full time or a full time status player.
4: She didn't have her card. She wasn't a member, so now she can't get five. You still won you won the big dance.
0: Exactly. So she's only gonna get it's not even two years. I mean you're gonna get the rest of this year, which is probably only a handful of events, and you're gonna get all of next year.
3: It's not the first time though. So For for men or women. For women. It's not the first time. Right. This is the fourth time it's happened that a a non-member has won, and they've only – well, two of them took the two years. One of them just turned it down, said, I don't even want it.
0: Like it was a slap in the face? Yeah,
3: so – Kind of is. Hinako Shibuno won the Women's Open, and then two other people – one person won the 2015 U.S. Open, and one won the 2014 Evian Championship, and they both got the two years. It's so, not the five. Right. It's I mean, so it's not like they it was a new thing just for her.
0: It's no, always been a but it's, it's always a rule. There was a magnifying glass on it this time. Right. Or but, the first time I've
3: But you can't but if you give her the five years, are you gonna go back and give those other girls? I'm saying you gotta three go three back, but
0: you need to take a serious look at your policy. Yeah, it doesn't mean a policy can't
1: change right. over time. Right. To me it's it's utter bullshit is what it is. And you quit dangling that carrot in front of players for winning a major if you're not right. going to honor it. Yeah, what's the,
0: I mean? You're the, it's tough enough out there to go out and you know try to get any status at all. And there, you just brought up a great example: of the U.S. Open, quote unquote, open. People can go out and try to qualify for that. Yeah, people try to qualify for that one to a to try to get in, and win it, or to make money, but. The dream is they're like, holy shit, what if I go win the U.S. Open? Five years. <laughs> My life just changed. Yeah. But now you're like, well, technically you're not a member. And then I heard a comment from Robert Dameron on Golf Channel that you have to protect the players who got status. Protect them from what? She just flat out, she just won. She earned that. If you can't win it through Q School, then let's, let's take the men, for example. You have no status. Right? You go out, and you win a tournament, now what do you have? Two years.
4: Do you think they tried to do that to Francis we met back in the 1920s when he lived across the street and he had a 10-year-old caddy for him? Right. No. Ooh. Francis We met an amateur <clears throat> that won the United States Open. Ooh. He stayed an amateur, though. But do you think that at that point they said, well, I don't know if it works for our ratings or whatever this decision might be for pop-up? No. They gave him what they would have given everybody else. Why are you just making an exception? It's, I don't
0: understand why there's, there's an exception because you're not a full, technically a full-time member. In my opinion, you just earn member status if that's what you're really worried about. You can't I'm not saying you got to go back and retro it, but you sure as hell need to change it. it's embarrassing. Your tour is struggling as it is right now. right You got really shitty leadership, really shitty leadership. They got a new commissioner who's supposedly better, but the reason they don't have the many, as many terms as they do now. It's because they had even a shittier commissioner back in like two thousand what, ten? When did they stop coming here?
3: Oh, before then.
0: It was before yeah, it was like
3: e-? probably on 13 years.
0: Yeah. And the reason it was is because they thought they had all this leverage and they were going they were going to tour stops. The commissioner was meeting with their, you know, the tours stops board of directors or tournament committees and requesting ridiculous money. Ridiculous money. Just poor leadership. And your two are struggling, and you turn around, and that's you basically slap this girl in the face?
3: Right, and I don't think, obviously, Michelle Wee's not really playing much. I think, I might be wrong, Lexi Thompson might. I think she's, like, having a kid. One one of the top girls is, like, having a kid, and so she's, like, not playing.
4: I don't think Lexi Thompson will be having kids anytime
3: soon, or if ever.
2: Well, Michelle Wee just
1: Michelle had Wee just had
3: a baby. She definitely did, right. yeah. I thought there was someone else, though. Someone else that, like, could be. Like, that's played well in the past, but
0: somebody is pregnant right now. I can't remember who it was. There's
3: somebody playing that's pregnant.
0: It's, uh, she's Asian. Park? No, Park. I don't know. That, I'll get that back. Counts for that. like six people on the. There's tour. there is a there is a girl who's pregnant. She's still playing. She's really close. Right to so having a kid right now. I don't know. It's just this. I went from being disappointed to like pissed off for this girl. I'm like. I'd be so upset right now.
4: Brittany Linsicum is pregnant, I believe.
1: Did you just Google something there? Blair O'Neill was. The Linsicum articles from uh They're March of last year. Mm-hmm. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, I don't know. Me either.
0: I'll look it up later. Either way, I think it's it's absolutely disgusting. It, it really is. And you you should be taking a serious look at me and like, okay. If you don't have status, but you come out and win a major, you should still be, you know what I mean? Okay, you're not a member, but it's guess what? It's part of the prize. No, yeah, you are. It's
1: exactly. It's a part of the it's prize package of, of winning prize. that tournament. Yes. So, I was pissed. Sorry I went on a
0: rant there. I couldn't believe when I, because the men don't do that. I mean, if some no-name guy comes out and wins the U.S. Open, congratulations, dude. Your life just changed.
1: Kind of part of the mystique of the uh, the Masters, being always yeah. honor the the low amateur. I mean, if an amateur ever came out and won the Masters, I gotta assume they would get the full prize package, if you will, for winning that. Yeah, they get would the have a lifetime the, exemption. Would they be tournament. allowed to accept that
0: as an amateur? You do have an option, I believe, after the fact.
1: Not the money, but they could take the exemption. I
4: believe there is an option for the
0: money. Well, you as all, well.
1: you always have the option of accepting the money and turning pro at that moment. Gotcha. Yeah,
4: I thought once you declared amateur for the tournament, you could not take the money. But, but it think like about, something how, I think about how many
3: of those guys, I mean, I think Joaquin Neiman did it maybe last year, year before. He played the Masters, and I think Hovland did it. The following week, they turned pro. Yeah,
4: well, I knew that they did that. They'd play that as an amateur, and then the next week become right. pro. But I didn't know they could do it like, oh, should I I had tie five, 200,000? I'll take the 200,000. I thought it was like one time in. As an <laughs> amateur, I can't take it. So they
0: do that because if they decide to turn pro – they lose their exemption from their amateur earning, yeah. whatever they did, you know, if they won a the USAM, So that makes brings up a good point with Hovland. Hovland would have had his tour card for this year. I mean, he ended up winning, so it didn't matter. He won Oh, my gosh. Hovland won the event, got two years, even though he wasn't a member on the tour. Hovland won and got his status. But because there's that cutoff of most of these guys, a lot of them turn pro, so Hovland turned pro after the U.S. Open because he was exempt in the U.S. Open. If Hovland would have, and you might be right, we have to double check on this, but Hovland didn't get the money from the U.S. Open. Correct. And he would have got like 300000 and that would have earned him enough FedEx cut points and money to get him his tour card for next year. would have been this year. And then they changed that rule. Yeah, they have since that because of him they changed the rule. It's basically like the Victor Hovland rule. It's going to be the timing of it's going to be screwed up this year anyway.
3: But and I'm guessing maybe those like a lot of those guys obviously as soon as they turn you know masters on Sunday Monday they're turning pro they're getting sponsorships from you know who whomever I'm guessing they may say hey you would have just won you know you you would have won another fifty thousand we'll give you another hundred thousand your contract or something. I don't know. Absolutely, they're getting a, they're getting enough money to yeah to not worry about it at that point. But
4: what do you say? Hard switch
3: to
1: baseball. We can hard switch to baseball. Hard switch to uh, Gabe Landeskog just got sliced by a skate there. Yeah, he did. did you see that? Yeah, that was. Yeah, so that, no applause button on that no. one. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> Colorado's captain. Yeah, he got his right leg. I mean, that's not him. They're talking to. they were just showing replays late in that period. He got his right leg sliced by a skate. Ooh. They showed the trainer in the hallway like trying to. Look under his pants and his socks, see where it was cut. He was not yeah. putting any weight on it. Which no, is, yeah, he was. You hope that doesn't slice a tendon, a or, tendon something. or something. Oh, that, w- that didn't look good. Okay, now hard switch to baseball.
0: Uh, my big thing for baseball is they announced bubble cities. They did officially announce that Houston, Arlington, L.A., and
1: San Diego. Houston, Arlington, L.A., and San
3: Diego. National League no. in Arlington, American League in. L.A. and San Diego.
1: Yeah.
0: Or is it vice versa?
3: No. That's the way, because no. they're not using Anaheim Stadium, so they're using two National League stadiums out west, the AL teams to play in.
0: Interesting. Uh, I mean, when we brought it up last week. What's up?
4: Did you not see the New York Yankees clear the benches with the Tampa Bay Rays? Did it? Not, not worth talking about? I mean, we're well, watching hockey, and we don't want to talk about a fight in a different sport. It's not a fight.
0: I mean, it's. I mean, it started because of. Uh, um, they hit what? The they hit Kevin
3: Cash. They hit Low first, or right. Wendell. They hit Wendell or threw at him first inning yesterday. Right. Chapman sailed directly over Chapman. Mike Rousseau's head. That was later in the game, but the first inning yeah. Tanaka threw at him. Did he? Yeah. I love
0: Kevin Kevin. I mean, it is Tanaka. He's, he's got zero control. He's probably just...
4: <laughs> you can call it a non-event. I just figured if we were talking baseball, that well, might as well make the cut. I don't
1: think it's a non-event, but I think those two teams go at it enough that somebody's going to get... Eventually, somebody's going to get their career ended. Because, like, Chapman in that scenario, and uh, you can make whatever argument about where he was throwing. If Chapman is one of the best closers in the league over the last decade, he's got pinpoint control, we should say, right? Bean him in the leg. You don't throw a hundred mile an hour fastball to the head. guy's Dude, head. He that threw, is an ultimate scumbag move. He,
3: he threw three pitches up and in
1: at a hundred. Yeah, the one, one went right behind his head. If you want to send a message, hit him in the leg, hit him in the rib cage. Ow. What, no, what, what happens? What happens if Chapman hits him right in the face and ends his career? I get it. No, I get I mean, it. That's I. Totally I
0: just said Chapman's got someone on his team who that almost happened to. That
1: yeah, Stanton. Still hashtag free Joe Kelly. <laughs> he did get suspended three games, and then the managers got one each. So,
3: and Kevin Which, Cash used right. He was on the Yankees staff, I believe. Yeah, I don't. I but don't I, Kevin Cash even said in his press conference after, and people are complaining about. It. He's like, he's like, if you want to do that, I got, I got a full guy, a full bullpen of guys that can throw ninety eight. Yep. So that's
0: just right. dumb. Like you said, the scumbag move. Like, why are you yeah, throwing? If, if a you're gonna
3: hit him, hit him, hit him in the. Hit them in side, him in the side. Plunk yes. him in the rib. in the back. Like, don't throw yeah. a guy's head at all. Those guys are in the major. There's very mm. rare occasions, like Rick and Keel comes to my mind, but guys that come in the major and just have no control. Right. Those guys yeah. got there because they can yeah. pinpoint yes. pitches.
1: Yeah. And a, guy a little like, leader could not throw someone's head. Right. A guy like Chat yeah, and if he threw three of them at his head and one at bat, a guy like Chapman can't make the argument that, oh, my control was a little off yeah. or something. Well, given the scenario and you threw 3 at his head, you were trying to do that. And yeah.
3: and if they're, you know, and you could say, "Hey, I was throwing a breaking ball like it moved more than." But when you throw 3 fastballs, yeah.
0: It's
1: I just I don't know. You, you got to stop throwing at his head. Cage, yeah. Man. Stupid. And if you're Stanton, you would think he might speak up about that. He's not. Even that on was the team water.
0: right now he he's injured.
1: Yeah. Think about it, if think <laughs> about it. But well, you're right. <laughs> yeah, exactly.
3: But think about it, you know, if I don't, The Yankees obviously got a lot of injuries right now. But if Judge is playing, you're telling me they're not throwing at Judge tonight? You know what I mean? Right.
1: Yeah, and then the Yankees it's, have <laughs> no room to stand to complain about right, that if exactly. that happens. Right. But yeah, I, I just can't imagine Stanton sitting there knowing what he went through. That was one of the ugliest hit-by-pitches I've yeah. ever seen. And they yeah. had to take him off on a stretcher, and his face was – I mean, I, did you, have you ever seen that? Not that happened yet. in Milwaukee. And I'm
4: going to make sure to watch it, that's for sure. But how do, how
1: can Fastball you – I mean, if he's hurt, I guess maybe he wasn't there, but how could you sit on the bench knowing you went through that and then watch your pitcher th- purposely throw three pitches at a guy's head? Yeah. I don't see how you can do that without speaking up. Or you're just as big a scumbag as –
4: That goes back to the, you need a 40-hour-a-week job of watching sports to see everything that happens lately. It's just yeah. too much. Yeah, yeah. To NBA real quick? Yeah. They got nothing. Nah, I don't I, want to talk I, about LeBron. Can I at least uh, – it's not there LeBron. It I got one quick thing if we can talk sure. about that. Yeah, go ahead. Uh, Clippers-Mavs game. Did you guys see that at all? Or any of the games?
0: I've <laughs> not watched. of had NBA. Marcus I,
4: Morris, fouls Maverick, yeah. uh, Lila Doncic, right? Lila Doncic. Yeah, yeah uh, Morris gets ejected. And they call it a foul. Uh, it was obviously a foul, but then the ejection seemed kind of overkill. It was more like basketball to me almost seems like soccer at this point. where. They starts to the be foul and they flop, and then you get an ejection when it was like they said he hit him in the face and it what was the ejection or something play. he said. They called so, it flagrant, no. and then they just gave him an ejection. So, uh-huh.
1: but the so I haven't watched any of these games, but unfortunately on social media it's hard to ignore some of the stuff. the The thing is, the game prior to that, they were under the rim. Doncic went to get a rebound, and Morris stepped on his ankle, and which. Again, there's a scumbag move in basketball, yeah, mm-hmm. right? And to Luca's credit, afterwards he dismissed it and said, "I'm not gonna, you know." He said it was dangerous. I'm gonna give him credit that he didn't do it on purpose, and we'll brush it under the rug. I, that yeah. that wasn't his exact quote, but that's basically what yeah. he said. Is they basically? See, asked I didn't him, realize the backstory so, when yeah. I saw that. I was so like, that,
4: that seems like a really excessive yep. way to call. Yeah, it's a flagrant for so, sure, but so it seemed excessive. Yeah, as so
1: he stepped on Luca's leg. Luca kind of swept it, took the high road, swept it under the rug, said, I'm not going to say he did that on purpose. I'm not going to call him a dirty player. And then the next game is what you're referring to. Yep. I don't know what led up to it in that game, but Doncic rebounded a ball, and Morris basically bitch-slapped him across the head, which so I I think it was a culmination of all that shit.
4: I think the big thing for me, though, is the ejection part. Like You're a mm-hmm. bunch
1: of monstrous human beings, and you
4: bitch-slap someone in the back of the head. Is that worthy of child protection? Right, but... Well, in uh, well, a sport
1: where you're not supposed to be fighting, and I, yeah, well, and I don't know. I, it just I, seems I,
4: like they've taken it so much further and further with but, the fouls where it's Yeah, like, but
3: I feel like ref, refs have been criticized so much for not calling technicals and stuff. I think that's why they're doing it, to try to yeah. control it. I get so it. The,
1: I would say, kind of like he's saying, and then the problem is what happens the next trip down the court when... Does Luka Doncic go up and right. you know get underneath? It Morris escalates he's, to a broken leg. Exactly. Or a, yeah. Yep. So they're probably trying to stop that in its tracks. I get I, it. I agree that basketball. There's a lot of kind of you just made the comparison to soccer. I'm assuming as far as like the flopping and stuff like mm-hmm. that. I 100% agree with that. But yeah, yeah I think there was enough buildup from a couple games, a couple incidents that they decided, okay, yeah, we're going to end this now.
3: And would you, would you call it wrong if the umps did not? Like go out and warn the Yankees and Rays before the game tonight. If they didn't do that, then they're just asking for it to happen again.
4: That's part of the excitement to baseball for me right now. So it's right, hard for but, me to yeah, say. But they're trying
3: to. <laughs> but the Umps don't want to deal with that. They're trying to control. Yeah, the game. they want
4: to see a good game and just call strikes yeah. and outs. I get it. So. Yep. Uh, Any other sports?
1: Yeah. Uh, uh,
0: Patriots uh, released Muhammad too. Break. I
1: did oh, see that. Yeah. That yeah. kind of surprised me a little bit. Yep. So who the hell do they have at receiver other than Edelman? That's it, Edelman. <laughs> uh, why, why would they release him? I have no idea.
3: He's old. I don't know. Maybe he's just maybe he maybe Sanu said, "Hey, I, I don't oh, feel like playing." Is Edelman
4: that, getting up there too? Mm, he's
3: probably early thirties. Sanu's got to be mid thirties. I'm guessing thirty five, thirty six. Hmm. But um, maybe yeah, maybe he said, "Hey, I don't, I don't want to play." Just re- I don't know why you just don't retire do you- instead of yeah. <laughs> And
1: so. how do you wait till you're already in camp to make that decision? Right. You think you'd know? Edelman's
4: that. thirty-four. It's not like he's a spring chicken, but no. But I don't know. A couple of years. He in. started a little later,
3: though. So anyway, he's only been big in the league for the last probably six, seven years.
0: You guys want your three stars? Let's do it. It's gonna be a struggle, boss. For go ahead.
1: Yeah, I struggled to. Uh, you got a dud of the, snoo- the
0: week. I do. A- so news only and 31. I even have a star,
4: too, so Ooh. I guess I can carry the team here if we need.
0: <laughs> um, I'll start, I guess. Okay. My f- for third star of the week, I'm probably... Oh, Tom Seaver died, by the way. Yeah, I saw Sorry. that. Sorry. I'm going to go with Zach Johnson for winning the Payne Stewart Award. That's a good pick. Not really much to say about
1: that, For but... Good,
2: good, dude.
0: O- good award, good dude. So, congrats, Zach Johnson, won the Payne Stewart Award.
1: Okay, go. You want me too? I'll
3: go. I got my third star is Mackenzie Hughes. Needed a par on eighteen to get into the Tour Championship, which obviously we already talked about is a big deal for these guys. Um, he was dead center of the fairway. I think got a little nervous. Put one in the bunker. Short sided himself. Then I think he made like a five or six footer for par to. To get in, he
4: had a good bunker shot. It was probably he did, three but feet, but it, under pressure, he played right. that hole really well. Yeah,
3: yeah, you could tell he got a little nervous in the fairway. Maybe he he knew he needed par, and he a little steroid blocked, jerk blocked in the middle it, of fairway blocked
1: it a little right, and that was it. Yeah. All right, my third stars. I have two at number three. Ironically, one of them is Mackenzie Hughes, the other is Joaquin Neiman. So they were the only two players going into last week that were outside the top thirty. That moved into the top 30. It's a great stat because I didn't know who was so Joaquin, on that list. Yeah. Joaquin Neiman finished tied for third last week. He moved from 31 to 18 in the standings. Hughes tied for 10 last week. He moved from 36 to 28. So, they were the only two outside that moved in. So, give them credit. I like that. I like that a lot. Do you want to give it your star or you want to wait?
4: Till- I'll wait till it's last. Why not? All
0: right. Uh, let's see. That's tough this week with stars. I mean, oh, yeah. I, I gotta i gotta give him credit. I'm gonna go with John Rahm for making a 66-footer. Yep. Um, that was a big putt. I agree. So I'm gonna go John Rahm, my second star.
3: I am going Ian Anderson. Um, Braves called him up last week against the Yankees. <clears throat> He's now thrown twice. He's 2-0, 12 innings. 14 Ks, only three walks, and a 2.25 ERA, and only giving up seven hits. And uh Get called up and have to obviously Yankees are hurt, but yeah. face the Yankees and Red Sox are not good this year. But no. through again against the Red Sox last year, Yankees
0: last team night. looks like emergency room waiting room right now. So
1: it's brutal. <laughs> uh, my second star from one of the most exciting baseball teams in the league, the Padres. Uh, Manny Machado finally earning his big contract out <laughs> in San Diego. Uh, he was just named NL Player of the Week for the second straight week. Last 10 games, Machado is hitting 475, five home runs, 13 ribbies, and he's only struck out one time in those 10 games. So, Manny Machado, number two for me.
0: My first star of the week. This was probably the easiest star for me. He's actually no longer here with us anymore, but we have to. I felt like we couldn't go out talking about it. John Thompson passed away this week. John Thompson was probably one of, not the best, but probably one of the best. Uh, basketball coaches of all time in college at Georgetown. Yep. Uh, John played for the Celtics in 64 through 66, earning rings in two of those years. Coach from Georgetown from 92 to 99. Went 596 and 239. That's a 71% win percentage, for those of you who like math. Uh, he went, he had one title, went to two other Final Fours. He had 26 players from Georgetown drafted, including Alonzo Mourning, Patrick Ewing, Matumbo. And Allen Iverson. So my first heart of the week is John Thompson. It's uh, definitely college basketball legend gone. Yep.
4: That's I'll a good like list it. too of players there.
0: Twenty six guys, yeah. I mean, he basically. I mean, Allen Iverson. I don't know if yeah. you guys followed him. He posted a picture pictures of him and John, yeah. and basically said he and he said, "Thanks for saving my life," and that couldn't be any. That's that's true. That is absolutely true. I mean yep. Iverson was in a lot of trouble and John Thompson saved his life. Yeah. I like it.
3: My first star first stars, I should say, have a one and a one A are Alex Dickerson and Marcelo Zuna. Both had three home runs last night. Um Dickerson did I give him one. He did go five for six, three home runs, six RBIs and two doubles. Marcelo Zuna was three for five with three home runs and six RBIs. And Ozuna hit two out of Fenway. Damn,
0: tough, man. can't even get one. Three
1: for five, and you're get one A. Tough crowd. All right. Much like Kyle, I'll tug on the heartstrings for number one. Uh, Oscar Lindblom, he's a young forward for the Philadelphia Flyers, one of their top prospects. So, last December, he was diagnosed with Ewing sarcoma, which is a rare bone cancer. So, he... At the time, they figured it effectively ended his season. Uh, so he left the team to do cancer treatments. He completed those treatments in July. Been working on getting his strength up and getting getting back to things then. So he has joined the Flyers in the bubble, gone through the COVID testing and whatnot. And Sunday, this past Sunday, which would be August 30th for Game 4, he actually dressed and skated in the pregame warm-ups. He didn't play in the game, but to me that was a giant step towards, step. Coming, towards coming back. So Sweet. He's, he's beat the cancer, and he's very close to uh, actually playing in a game now. So I like it. Give him a shout-out for that. Nice. So I, now
4: that you guys have given your stars, I kind of – I'm going to call an audible. I have two quick stars. They both, to me, are number one stars. Omaha. Omaha. <laughs> oh, Omaha, <laughs> that's right. Uh, the first one, I'll call him the – one B is Dustin Johnson because we still have money riding on a bet here. Yeah. DJ played really well. I mean, to make it with that double, I call it a triple breaker. It looked like it broke a little left at the hole.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Impressive. It went in. It went
4: in. It went in. (laughs) No, no more needs to be said about that. He's, he's tearing it up. He's going to, hopefully win the tour championship. I think, I think, I think I'm out pocket. of the bat. So. Yeah, I mean, I don't even know really what's alive except yeah. DJ at this point. But I've got JT who's starting it. I think Russ yes, is the only one that's got a chance. Uh, but my my actual star is mm. Brendan Lawler. I don't know if you guys saw this story, but he's the first disabled person to ever yes, I did. compete on the European tour. They call it a disability, but it doesn't. I see where they're going with it. Uh He's a little person, I guess you'd call it. Okay. Watching him hit it, it's amazing. He's got a swing just like anybody else, and he plays better than anybody else. Star of the week. I, which, I don't know how you can test that as a star of the week.
1: I mean, to uh, You may have just said it. I meant, where's he playing? What European have, tour. European tour, okay. Yeah. Not easier
4: than anything else. He's not Irish, well. right? I believe so, yes.
1: Okay.
0: Yeah, I did see them interviewing him this past yeah. week on TV. It's
4: exciting. Did, cool. I, I'd like to see him make a run, I mean open it up but you don't yeah. want to only see the one group of people yeah, it's yeah. Yep. really exciting
1: so then my dud of the week like
2: go <laughs>
1: <laughs> that was a hell of a pass, from, a McKinnon. pass from mckinnon mckinnon <laughs> i pumped mckinnon's tires a few weeks ago dude he is by he's
0: been it, rolling better since you air put air his tires he has <laughs> he's he, tear- tearing up my DraftKings
1: lineup too so <laughs> by far leading the nhl in uh, points in the playoffs he is so impressive Sorry not to uh, – It's
0: time for the dud of the week. <laughs> Which, right. by the way,
1: I, I, I sent you guys a picture.
0: Somebody likes the dud of the week.
1: I, that's why I'm so excited about
4: it because uh, not only do I have one, but I think it's going to get you going. Oh boy. My dud of the week is not one person but people in general here. People who drive their golf cart where they shouldn't <laughs> is the dud of the week. I'll give a little uh, quick story where – Getting down to the round of golf, and we're all sitting around (laughs) having a quick. These guys, were you guys still there? Yeah,
3: we were actually waiting. We wish you were there on Sunday as well, because it happened when you were still on the course. (laughs) Dude, it's it's happened there. That was that was a question posed.
4: Where's Kyle? I
0: mean, because it happened a few weeks ago, when we were there. Someone did. What's going on
4: incessantly? When we're sitting around watching, having a beer, and people instead of parking their car ahead of the green and walking twenty steps onto the green. They drive their cart right up next to the green, which, all right, I get that part. You get back into the cart, and where do they go?
0: Between the rough and the green, across the fringe.
4: Across the fringe. And working in golf, you expect every year you're going to have at least one mishap of the cart. It's going to be a drunk person drives it off a cliff or into a pond or whatever. But this (laughs) seems to have been the season of cart mishaps. I mean, from
2: June, the the first week
4: of June, we had someone dump one in a pond and now every time we play you
1: see someone yeah. having a mishap of the cart I, th- I think that's because of uh the season of covid yeah we've had a lot of new people picking up the sport that don't understand the etiquette and things of that nature there's only, no, yeah I, I think that's somewhat the explanation yes for that. it is
0: because that, that that was the card in the pond incident yeah i i am familiar with people who know the guy who did that sunday or saturday and it's just a peer of he knows better he's just an asshole mm. that's what i've been told
4: My biggest qualm is you want to see golf courses be nice. You and I have this conversation frequently in the early part of the season. If you want to see a golf course be nice, what do you not do to the spots you want to hit golf balls on? Right. You don't drive a golf cart. When there's no golf carts, the fairways are nice. That's why. Why are you driving it up against the green, onto the mounds, whatever it is that's defending the green, you're going to drive a golf cart there. There's going to be no rough, and it's going to be hard pan.
1: That's why we said – early this spring when our course was members only due to COVID, it was and members walking only, only and there were not carts allowed it was the best shape we'd ever seen the course because mm-hmm. it had a chance early spring a little bit of rain some sunshine and no court no carts on the course it was an unbelievable shape
0: i think a lot of public tracks as soon as carts go out when you get that many rounds in a day and carts are running along the same path you just you're just gonna tear out the grass especially yeah. when it's wet once it gets wet you're driving across, excuse me, you're just going to tear the grass out and just become a
4: muddy mess. You have to have the carts, though, for those courses because that's where a lot of the revenue comes in.
0: You, mm. you know what's funny is you guys had left Sunday and Sean and I were talking about what had happened Saturday, which is weird. The weird part was, is like I called the guy out in front of everybody sitting there Ooh, and then him me, and his it buddy got me riled
4: like, up. I was so excited. The out. guy <laughs> meme mugs me
0: like, I'm the asshole. I'm like, okay, dude. I was talking to him. He goes, You know what's funny is, he goes. It happens here all the time because Sean plays there all the time. He goes. It happens all the time here. In the last two or three times I've been there, I've witnessed it. But he said the the guys that are doing that. He goes. I can I can tell you five or ten of them are off the top of my head. Those same guys that feel like they need to drive their cart that close had no problem walking eighteen holes when there wasn't in the carts involved. Earlier this year, when they couldn't ride in a cart, they had no problem going on. They could walk eighteen holes. But right. as soon as carts are around, they're driving it right up next to the green parking yeah, it. And or driving across the fringe like we witnessed on Saturday.
3: And I'd be, I'd, it'd be a lot of money to do it, but and one I think about is Conklin, I think, does it, is they pretty much block. carts have the GPS on them where will let you go. No, run, not even right? that. No.
0: Well, yeah,
3: that. Yes, yeah. That. And they pretty much block it off. Like, you, you got to drive through a rope.
0: So right? I asked that question, and I was told that their <laughs> superintendent won't put ropes up because he doesn't want to. Get off the mower and move him while he's mowing. I mean, I understand,
4: but at the same time it's, it's let rough he, grow in before every green. You would Leave think, a five yard chunk of rough before the greens instead of letting people tumble elder elderly people shots on. Don't we'll like get
0: we into that off air, air but you'd think a superintendent would be the, feel the opposite, yeah. like I don't want people driving that, up there next right. to my greens. That
1: that statement makes him sound just as lazy as these people that won't mm-hmm. walk the twenty feet. That's where ground. I'm at with it. Yep. Yeah.
0: So, yeah, that was interesting. Good dud, by the way. Good dud of the week. Thank you. Shout that guy. To, you know who you are.
4: You're an asshole. Yeah. Sorry to take us down the wormhole at the end. No, it's fine. It's all good.
0: If you know who you are and you want to step to me, I would suggest you don't do that.
4: Unless I won't. would suggest you do just for the show. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
0: what an asshole. All right, gentlemen. Good episode this week. I'll see you all next week. Same bat time, same bat channel.
2: <laughs> Dad joke. Ha ha ha